Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied. This video in our series on the Christian life of virtue is an introductory study of the virtue of justice. In the first introductory video of this series, I noted that our vocabulary of Christian virtue derives from the Jewish encounter with Greek culture. In the second century before Christ, the rabbis in Alexandria, Egypt, translated the Hebrew scriptures into Greek. There were also inspired authors who wrote books in Greek, such as the Book of Wisdom, that engage and transform the Greek moral heritage. In the Old Testament, the primary Hebrew term for the moral life is zedekah, which is best translated as right relationship with God, and conveys the notion of walking in the ways of God. To translate zedekah into Greek, the rabbis and the biblical authors at Alexandria chose the one Greek moral term that is by its nature relational, dikaiosune, which the Romans translated as justitia, and from which our word justice derives. In classical Greek, dikaiosune conveys two related notions. It has a general significance that expresses right relationship or harmony, and it signifies a particular disposition to act according to this ordered harmony. Plato, for example, in his great study of justice in the Republic, portrays dikaiosune justice as a general harmony in society between all its members, hierarchically ordered one to another. But Plato also numbers dikaiosune justice among the four principal virtues of the moral life, along with prudence, courage, and temperance. Aristotle will also develop a general notion of justice, but he will focus primarily on justice as a particular virtue, which he defines as that by which the just person is said to be a doer by choice of that which is just. As we shall see, the New Testament authors will be influenced by this notion of doing justice. But first, let's look and see how the Old Testament employed and transformed this Greek heritage of dikaiosune. The, rab the rabbis and the biblical authors in Alexandria saw an affinity between their notion of zedekah and the Greek notion of dikaiosune, because zedekah also conveys a notion of right relationship, but right relationship with God. And so they employed dikaiosune to express this. But zedekah, as conveying walking in the ways of God, also signified a disposition, an inner disposition, to live zedekah, to be zedek in one's actions. And so they also employed dikaiosune to convey this inner disposition. We see this in the Book of Wisdom, written in Greek, where we are told if anyone loves justice, dikaiosune, in the general sense, whose works are the virtues, she, wisdom, teaches temperance, 
prudence, justice, and here again, dikaiosune, and courage, and nothing in life is more useful than these. And so in by engaging the Greek understanding, the double understanding of justice, the biblical authors are saying that the source of this is in wisdom, wisdom personified, who the New Testament will see to be Christ incarnate. Now, when we turn to the New Testament authors, we see that their primary focus is on dikaiosune justice in the general use of that term as meaning right relationship with God. And there are several features of this. First of all, the foundation of this right relationship, the foundation of justice, is God himself. We are placed in right relationship with God. We are rendered just through the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. It is by means of the mystery of his sacrifice. It is by means of Christ's cross that we become just. So, St. Paul will say that Christ is our justice. And in Christ, we become the justice of God. Now, this justification implies a response of faith made possible through the gift of grace. We see this already in Abraham. As Genesis 15 affirms, Abraham believed and it was accorded to him as zedekah, dikaosune, as righteousness, as justice. Paul will take this up in Romans, and James will take it up as well. Abraham believed, and it was accorded to him as justice. This is what Paul describes in Romans as the justice of faith. Being justified in Christ, we are called to live according to this justice. And so the New Testament will talk about doing justice, engaging in works of justice, or producing the fruits of justice, to live justice. In other words, the general notion of dikaiosune justice, we are placed in that by Christ, and we are called to live it in Christ. This is what uh, St. Peter will describe as dying to sin and living for justice, that we learn to do through our new knowledge of the way of justice. John will portray this through the analogy with the vine. I am the vine, Jesus says. You are the branches. He who abides in me and me in him, he it is that bears much fruit. First John will portray this explicitly through the language of justice. If you know that he, the Son of God, is just, dikaios, you may be sure that everyone who does justice, ho poionte dikaiosune, is born of him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who does justice is just, as he, the Son of God, is just. This doing justice, we do it in and through the theological virtues. As we have seen, justice begins in faith, but it is lived in hope, as animated by charity. But Christian experience also affirms that a disposition to be just, although animated by charity, is distinct from charity. To understand this difference, we must first look at the definition of justice. In the Latin West, the most influential definition of justice is that of Ulpian, whose definition was included by Justinian, the emperor, in his digest of Roman law. Ulpian defines justice as a perpetual and constant will to render to each one his 
do, which is one way of translating the Latin term mus iuris. Thomas Aquinas approves of this definition, but he sees it as a definition that focuses on the act of justice, on the act of the will. Just, uh, Aquinas is concerned to look at the principle or the source of this act of the will, which is the virtue. And so he will define justice as the habit, whereby, or the habitus, whereby we render to each one his due, his use, by a constant and perpetual will. What does use, iuris, mean here? Ambrose sees it, St. Ambrose, sees it as signifying what belongs to another, defining justice as that which renders to each one what is his. Aquinas does not object to Ambrose's insight, but places use, iuris, in a larger, more explicitly objective context by equating, Aquinas, by equating the Roman law's use with Aristotle's dikaion, the just. For Aquinas, the object of justice is quite simply the objectively just, what is adjusted to the reality of our relationship with the other. We are to live in terms of relative equality, and what is adjusted to that is just. Actions so adjusted are just actions. This is why use can be helpfully translated as what is due to the other, what belongs to them, what is theirs. The Catechism will follow this and develop a version of this vision by saying that justice is the moral virtue that consists in the constant and firm will to give their due to God and neighbor. By defining justice in this way, we quickly discover, as Joseph Pieper brilliantly portrays, how important wisdom is to justice, especially the practical wisdom of phronesis. We cannot render to each one his due unless we are able to perceive through practical wisdom and its principles what is due to the other in all the complex ways in which we are in relation to them. There is what is due in commercial exchanges, commutative justice. I give something to you, now something is owed to me. You take a pair of pants, and therefore you now need to pay me, the merchant, the equivalent, so that a relative equality remains. But there are also the relationships that exist between the community, seen as a whole, and the individual, and the individual's relationship to the community, and so distributive justice and social or general justice. And so how do we learn all of this? We learn it in community, by being initiated into the life and practices of that community. And it is there that Christ and his spirit can teach us to love justice, to see what is due to the other, to be disposed to render to each one what is due to them, from a union of affection because it is animated in charity.